I've been part of a team that's gone on to win three in a row. It's just, it's crazy, really. And you kind of forget about it sometimes. Like all the guys that I played with growing up through the years, like we're all still friends and everything. So it really is like, a, it's a good family sense and a good community sense. We had one in All-Ireland in 97, 99, 2000. It's more local at your club, you know everything, you know the setup. It's different than joining a county panel. It was nearly like a kind of statement to say, we're here, we're ready to play. No one's going to push us over this year. This podcast is sponsored by Declan Kirby, GA Star. Declan Kirby, GA Star is a children's GA book written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan. Follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club. The book is a very good read for any parents who are looking to get their children involved in Gaelic games. The book is available in Eason's, Little, and all good bookshops. It's also available to download on Amazon, so make sure to go and check it out. They're very good supporters of the channel and the page, so you certainly be doing me a good favor as well if you went ahead and checked the book out so i do very much appreciate it the link is in the description down below and let's get straight into it Yes, what's the story lads? Welcome back to GA Fan TV. I hope the form is good. My name is Aaron and welcome back to another Club Talk Review podcast. And today we're going to be reviewing all the weekend's club action, discussing the games in further detail. We're going to be having a look at some of the provincial knockout games that took place at the weekend. We had some big shocks. Blessington got a win over Mullen Yachta. You also had Nace who secured a late and dramatic win over Tullamore. There was also wins in there as well for Mount Bellumai Lock. They came back from behind in a very close game against Balnamore, Sean O'Heslands. Wins also for Glenn. Nave Martin produced an absolute top-class performance against Raffili as well. We'll be running through some of the county finals and we'll also be discussing some of the weekend's hurling action. We'll be discussing the hurling action a little bit towards the end of the video. Not too much to discuss in hurling, so we'll be mainly focusing on the football. And, of course, as always with these videos, I don't tend to have a look at the games that I already done live match reactions to straight after the game. So... For example, I had a look at the Dublin game already. I discussed that last night. And to be honest, there's probably not much more to discuss uh, in relation to that. And I also had a look at the Austin Stacks versus St. Brendan's game that took place at the weekend as well. And there was also a live match reaction out straight after Knockmore's win over Bell Mullet. So if you want to see me discuss those games and see some reaction to those games and some discussion and, anal and analysis, have a look at, uh, yeah, just click into the most recent videos on the channel Click into the most recent uploads and you'll see those videos displayed there. Now, although we're not going to speak too much about those games, I suppose one common trend that really we did see in those three games, and it certainly made for much discussion over social media and a lot of people really discussing that, was the quality of those three games because they were pretty poor in all honesty. Now, I don't think the Mayo final was that bad in my opinion. I think there was 14 yellow cards in that game. The referee didn't really let it flow. And I think both sides were trying to attack. They were trying to make things happen. Um, I don't think the quality of that game was that bad where it was just lateral hand passes and whatnot. I mean, it wasn't a great game in all honesty. It wasn't a great watch. 
but I don't think it was anything, you know, the style wasn't completely defensive from both of those two sides. Whereas in the Dublin final, and certainly in that Kerry semi-final, it wasn't particularly great, let, let's be perfectly honest. And especially in that Dublin game, I mean, obviously the first half, we were all being put asleep halfway through that game. 13 gone in this Dublin final, and it's more of the same. That's Kerry semi-final, Mayo final, and now Dublin final. Three of the best football teams at Inter-County, all with unwatchable flagship club games. All teams defending in numbers, none of them able to break it down. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of reaction, all right, especially to the Dublin final. A lot of people saying, oh, Dublin, maybe they're finished or, you know, maybe they're, the standard isn't good enough in Dublin anymore. And, you know, they don't have the same players coming through at club level and whatnot. But I do think it's important to, I suppose, set the record straight just a little bit about that. And also for Mayo as well, because I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, Jays, there's not, you know, there's no really great club players coming through Mayo at the moment. And, and the same you know, for Kerry and whatnot, like, with county finals, there's a lot on the line, teams are going to be defending, you know, there's a lot on the line, there really is, there's no backdoor, obviously, in the, in the club championships this year, which means there's a lot on the line, teams lose, and then you're out, and, you know, the Dublin final had so much on the line, because you win through, you come through this game, you're then expected to come through Leinster, and it, there's a lot on the line, there really, really is, and for the Dublin final in particular, you look at both teams that were on display, there wasn't a whole host of county players on display. Like St. Jude's have a lot of players from other counties, players who obviously live in Dublin because of work commitments, and then hence that's how they've ended up playing for St. Jude's. The likes of Pat Spillan, Noel Coakley, for example, are two players that spring to mind. And it's very similar with Kilmacud Croaks as well. And probably the most notable county players on either side don't even play for the Dublin senior footballers, Kevin McManaman and Paul Manny. Now, Kevin McManaman might play in 2022. I'm not too sure yet what his story was. He obviously wasn't involved in 2021 because he was away with the Olympic boxing team. But Paul Mannion looks like, well, we'll get on to him in a moment, uh, a little bit in further detail, but it looks like he isn't going to be coming back in 2022 either and then some of the other players like Tom Lahiff, Craig Diaz and I suppose Rory O'Carroll retired but Craig Diaz and Tom Lahiff very much on the fringes there for the for the Dublin senior footballers so like it wasn't like there was a whole host of county players a lot of the county players in both Dublin and Mayo obviously can't commit to their club straight after the back of a county season which is probably one of the reasons why Ballymun Kickhams in Dublin probably have the best team in terms of county players but a lot of those players can't commit to the county side or can't commit to the club side because of the fact that they're just coming straight off the back of a club of a county season so you know that's one of the main reasons why Ballymun Kickhams tend to get caught year in year out and the same probably applies to Brafie as well who have a whole host of talent in there like the O'Shea's for example but because they're coming straight on the back of a county season, a lot of the a lot of the time Brafie end up getting caught. There certainly is still talent coming through the ranks there at the moment in Dublin. Like Alan Connolly, for example, I thought had a great game for St. Jude's. I thought he was very impressive, could easily break through the ranks. And Pat Spillan, whether he play whether he plays for Kerry or Dublin, I'm sure could break through. So you know, conditions probably played their part in the low-scoring games a little bit as well. Although I don't think it was entirely down to conditions, in my opinion, because we did see a lot of cracking games at the weekend as well. So I don't think he can put it all on conditions, but it probably did play its part. And I do think St. Jude's and Kilmacud Croaks, maybe not so much Kilmacud, but St. Jude's are known to be more of a defensive kind of side anyway. So... Look, the standard wasn't absolutely brilliant, but it was only two or three weeks ago we were speaking about, you know, a cracking game between Kilmacud Croaks and Ballybowden St. Endon's, a cracking Tyrone game as well. And there's been some brilliant Mayo games as well. So I don't think we should fly off the, you know, handle very quickly and say, oh, the standard is really poor and this and this and this. It wasn't great, but let's just wait a little bit until we go further on in this club championships. 
And we were speaking with the fact that Paul Mannion is likely not to return to Dublin in 2022. And the main reason why is because the Kilmacud Croke senior football manager, Robbie Brennan, was speaking with some reporters after that victory over St. Jude's. And he pretty much ruled out Paul Mannion returning to Dublin in 2022. Now, I found this a little bit strange, in all honesty. So we'll just bring up some quotes on screen as to what he exactly said. So he was asked if he expects Mannion to return to the Dublin squad. And the Croke's boss said, my own opinion, no, I think that's it. I think that's the last you'll see of Paul what he has done in the game has been absolutely phenomenal for Dublin and Kilmacud. I would say he'll just enjoy his football. That's my view. But Paul might have something different on it. I found that quite interesting. Like, he completely just completely rules it out for Paul Mannion. Like, I don't think it's really Robbie Brennan's place to be saying whether Paul Mannion plays for Dublin in 2022 or not. You'd wonder if he's saying something to Paul Mannion behind the scenes or, or something like that and kind of trying to convince him to play for Kilmacud Croaks, and that's the reason why he's put this out there. I did find it quite strange, like, Paul Mannion was asked something similar, obviously at the end of Kilmacud Croaks' win over Ballyboat and St. Enders, and he completely dismissed it. He didn't say whether he would or he wouldn't, and the reason mainly being was because if Paul Mannion said he was going to play for Dublin, or if Paul Mannion said he wasn't going to play for Dublin, it was going to be a story, and it would have overshadowed Kilmacud Croaks' win over Ballyboat and St. Enders. And that's kind of what happened here. Like, this morning on Monday, everyone's talking about the fact that Paul Mannion might not play for Dublin in 2022, rather than Kilmacud Croaks' big achievement. And I did find that quite strange that the manager, in, in many ways, took the gloss off their achievement in beating, Kilm in beating St. Jude. So, a little bit strange in my opinion. Don't really think it's his place to be saying whether Paul Mannion comes back in 2022 or not. Whether there's much truth to this, I don't really know. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think Paul Mannion will come back in 2022. The fact that Kilmacud Croaks are probably going to go on a bit of an All-Ireland run in the club's scene now as well. I just couldn't see Paul Mannion committing for 2022. He's only 28. He's still got a lot more years left in the tank. He could easily come back in 23 or 24. So... Strange comments here. Now, as I said before, I did already record a live reaction to Austin Stack's win on penalties over St. Brendan's in the Kerry Senior Football Championship semi-finals. But there was another game that took place in the Kerry Senior Football Championship semi-finals at the weekend, and it was between Kerens O'Ratley's and Dr. Croaks. And Kerens O'Ratley's produced a bit of a shock, in all honesty. They won the game 15 points to 14. Dr. Croaks were certainly going in as favourites. And Kerens O'Ratley's haven't won the Kerry Senior Football Championship since 2002, and they haven't been to a final since 2008. And certainly for Dr. Croaks, with some of their players in their ranks, like we said in the preview, Michal Burns, Gavin White, Tony Brosnan, so much quality in their ranks that maybe they would have even been favourites for the final if they had to come through this game. But it was O'Ratley's who won the game, and they actually trailed by six right after the restart, and certainly would have felt from that point with Dr. Croaks' quality that they would have been able to see the game through. But Kerrins outscored Croaks 12 points to five from there until the end of the game. And even finished the last 14 or finished the last 20 minutes with 14 men. But that didn't stop them and they managed to claim a huge achievement, beating Dr. Croaks 15 points to 14. Some scorers on the day for Karen's O'Ratley's Jack Savage with 8 points on the day. You also had BJ Keane and uh, Hayes hitting 3 points in there as well. For Dr. Croaks, Tony Brosnan with 7 points, 4 of them from Freeze. Miha Burns, David Shaw. And O'Leary also, I suppose, contributing with a couple of points in there as well. So a big win for Kerrins O'Ratley's progressing on into the Kerry Senior Football Championship final. And it'll be interesting now to see them going up against Austin Stacks. Stacks will certainly be the favourites. That's an ultra league clash as well. So it will be a, a derby, a bit of a local rivalry between them two. And it should certainly make for an interesting viewing, no doubt about it. That final, I believe, is in two weeks' time. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that game when it does come around. Just running through some of the other big county finals that happened 
in uh, Munster in particular, first of all, and then we'll, I suppose we'll, go, we'll take it on a provincial or a province-by-province province basis. So you had Lockmore Castellani, and they won their first tip championship since 2014. And who else but John McGrath scoring the winning goal deep into injury time. I mean, it just had to be John McGrath. I mean, who else could it be to score the winner? I mean, absolutely incredible stuff. And actually, as a matter of fact, we'll show this goal right now. Uh, I believe a couple of people put it up on social media. So let's have a look at John McGrath's winning goal against Clonmel Commercials in the Tipperary Senior Football Championship final deep into injury time. Lockmore one point down. A chance to level it up here now. Here we go, Connor Ryan, taking his time, kicks with the right boot, all the way in, it's shot into the goalie's hands, cleared by Michael O'Reilly, outside him here now to Michael Murphy, Murphy moves it on to Fahey, they're breaking from defence here, Lockmore swarming them how, that Lockmore, they've turned it over, brilliant play by Brian McGrath to turn it over, into Kieran McGrath, into Lee McGrath, into John McGrath, John McGrath has won the county final, a goal! Oh my God, I can't believe it, Stephen. Let's say if we saw, we, we thought the hurling final last year was exciting. We thought the football final was, was exciting. This is unbelievable. Um, I don't know, was it Peter Murphy or maybe Michael uh, Liam Ryan was, was dispossessed? Lockmore kept the ball alive. Liam McGrath didn't just pop it over and get the equaliser. Yeah, so as you would have seen there, all the McGraths contributing for that goal. And it very much sums up Lockmore Castellani. I feel like that's the most Lockmore Castellani goal you'll see in 2021, where all the McGraths are contributing. And eventually it is none other than John McGrath who scores the winning goal. And fair play to them. You know, Clonmel Commercial certainly came in as favourites. And with Lockmore Castellani having played in the hurling final last weekend, one would have expected Clonmel to probably get the job done with players like Kevin Fahey and uh, also Mickey Quinlevin in there. But fair play to Lockmore Castellani, like a huge, huge victory for them. John McGrath scored 1-2 on the day. Connor Ryan with seven points. Lee McGrath scored a point. And even the fact that they had Brian McGrath and John Marr injured before the start of the game, that probably shows their resilience really to find a way through. And they just always seem to give themselves a fighting chance and that's what they've done in this game massive congratulations to Lockmore Castellani they'll actually play Air Og of Ennis uh, of Clare I should say in the first week of December in the Munster Club Senior Football Championship so that should certainly make for an interesting viewing no doubt about it and uh, Lockmore Castellani with the win. Denoyer are also back on top in Waterford. They won the Waterford Senior Football Championship final by a scoreline of 1-7 to 9 points. A big win for Denoyer who will progress on into the Munster Club Senior Football Championship. They'll actually play Newcastle West of Limerick. In Westmead we finally got our winners of the 2021 Westmead Senior Football Championship. St. Lomans beat Gary Castle 116-112. to I actually Sadly, left, left this out of the preview during the week. I completely forgot about this game, that the replay was actually happening at the weekend. And uh, it was level once again after extra time. It was 110 apiece. And, uh, but St. Lomans found a little bit more in extra time. They were the favourites coming into this game, having won the county championship last year. Gary Castle have had a couple of retirements over the past couple of years. And yeah, fair play to St. Lomans. Big win for them. They'll actually play Port Harlington of Leash next in the Leinster Club Senior Football Championship. So a four-point win for St. Lomans, and they progress on into the next round. And now we move into some of the provincial knockouts. And these were certainly probably the most intriguing, most interesting games of the weekend. A lot of the county finals probably disappointed. I think with the fact that there's so much on the line in county finals, there's a lot of pressure for a lot of teams, a lot of people watching. That's probably why they're a lot more cagey as opposed to some of these knockout games, which were certainly 
Um, a lot more entertaining, absolutely no doubt about it. Not all of them, but a lot of them were quite entertaining. And we'll start with Blessington, who beat Mullinyokta by a scoreline of 1-7 to 1-5. Now, I actually did watch this game. I purchased the game on Bio Sport. Crazy game in many ways, because you couldn't have ever imagined, not in a month of Sundays, that Blessington would have won this game at halftime. You just would never would have seen it. I mean, I literally would have bet my mortgage, my house... I don't have kids, but I mean, I wouldn't bet them. That'd be a bit far. But in other words, you just wouldn't have seen Blessington beating Mullinyokta by any stretch of the imagination. Mullinyokta were very, very comfortable in the first half. And that was despite actually getting a player sent off in the opening 10 minutes. Miguelga got sent off not long after scoring a brilliant point, one of the midfielders in the Mullinyokta side. And they had a penalty quite early on as well. Gary Rogers dispatched that quite um, comfortably. Mullinyokta were, they had a game plan and it was working to an absolute tee. They were frustrating Blessington. They were very defensive. And then they were breaking with pace, relying on the likes of Keane Mackey and Rian Brady to kick a couple of points. And it was working absolutely brilliant, brilliantly. And Mullinyokta were so comfortable. They actually led 1-5 to no score, like which is incredible because Mullinyokta finished with 1-5. Um, they didn't score at all in the second half, which was very, very surprising. In the first half, their defensive structure was just very, very comfortable. And even in the second half, although they didn't score at all in the second half, they still looked very comfortable for large parts of the game. Blessington hit just one point in the first half, and they only had, I think, three points leading into the final 10 minutes. But really the turning point, no doubt about it, was Blessington's goal. Dean Silk Featherspoon with a wonderful finish uh, to the left-hand side of the keeper into the back of the net. It looked like the keeper was maybe going to make the save, but it ended up hitting the back of the net. And really from from there, Blessington, like the momentum just switched massively because even up until that goal, they didn't really look like they were in the game. That just changed the complexion completely because it went from a four-point deficit to a one-point deficit. And then Blessington really started to believe that they could turn this game around. And they even had a red card themselves early on in the second half. So it was 14 against 14 at this stage but they just really capitalized massively after that goal uh, they won a lot of ball around midfield a lot of turnovers in there as well Kevin Quinn was absolutely brilliant here a couple of points he had one point on the day McLaughlin was contributing as well and for Blessington they just used I suppose that momentum to turn the game around and for Mullinyokta when they got forward, it just always seemed to be breaking down. Keen Mackey was losing possession at a few different stages. Rian Brady definitely didn't have the same influence. They didn't seem to have many options coming off the bench. And maybe it was a bit of complacency for Mullinyokta. You know, they were clearly favourites in this game. 2018, they were Leinster Club senior football champions. They were cruising by all stretch. Blessington, rank outsiders, no doubt about it, coming into this game, having won their first Wicklow Senior Football Championship in 38 years. They were definitely going to be, not many people expected them to win this game, but a huge turnaround. And look, listen, it just goes to show the All-Ireland Club Senior Football Championships, they're so open. Almost anything can happen. It's why, for me, there's no like clear favourite, in all honesty. And a team they will be playing in the next round of the Leinster Club Senior Football Championship will be Nace. They beat Tullamore by a scoreline of 2-11 to 3-7. It was a goal deep into injury time from Derek Hirwan, the fourth minute of injury time that turned the tide in the end for Nace and won the game in dramatic fashion. And much as it is in a lot of these club championship games, you've late drama, late goals, late points, and this was no difference. And uh, Derek Hirwan, goal of the week, 2-4 in the game, all of which was from play. And what a, an outstanding performance from him, no doubt about it, as he leads this Nace side to an upset over Tullamore. I mean, look, listen, the Kildare champions, Nace, it was a huge achievement for them coming through Kildare. 
but with some of Tullamore's players in there, like the likes of Cormac Egan and John Furlong and some of, you know, Johnny Maloney, some of the other like really experienced players in there, you would have fancied Nace or you would have fancied Tullamore to come through, but that wasn't the case. Nace got the victory. Massive congratulations to them. And we were speaking of GOAT of the week and I suppose maybe the GOAT of the week goes to Nave Martins as a team. And honestly, they're all GOATs of the week because what a performance it was from them. I mean, they scored 216 in total against Raffilly. 216 to 1-5 was the final score in the other Leinster Club Senior Football Championship game. That's an average of a score every minute and 50 seconds, which considering we, we've seen some very low scoring games at the weekend, considering we've seen a lot of defensive football, and considering we've seen large parts of games without scores, to be scoring a score every minute and 50 seconds, that's a, you know very, very impressive stuff in my opinion. They hit 2-7, in the first half, Connor Whelan scored 1-3 in total. Sam Roy with 8 points. Valetti with 1-1 in there as well. Nave Martin comprehensively dispatching Raffili. And as I said in my preview, I really do feel like Nave Martins are dark horses to come through Leinster, in my opinion. I really think they have a serious possibility. And I, I actually think it's not impossible that they could be Kilmacud Croaks. And I know a lot of people would say straight away, that's absolutely crazy talk. That's deluded, whatever. You know, how could a side from Loud be Kilmacud Croaks of Dublin. I really do feel like they have some very, very good players in there. Like I said before, Samuel Roy, and you've got, of course, JP Rooney coming off the bench. For those who don't know, JP Rooney was one of the top class players that came out of Loud, in particular around that 2010 era. He was one of the players that lit up the championship back in 2010 for Loud. So they have a lot of good players in there, and they've done a lot of work at that club over the past couple of years. And their route to the Leinster Club final suits them in my opinion because next up they play Shelmaliers of Wexford which personally I'd fancy them to win that game and as I said before they are potential dark horses to come through Leinster I couldn't see them winning an All-Ireland that's way too far but it's not impossible for them to come through Leinster they have a lot of good players there this was a this win really reinforced that belief to win by a scoreline of 216 to 1-5 very very impressive the score 216 was absolutely brilliant so and we'll actually have a look on screen here at the Leinster Senior Club Football Championship odds this was a tweet put out by GA Statsman who of course has been on the podcast before and he put this out here looking at the odds of the Leinster Club Senior Football Championship and the odds of the teams remaining in the championship so you can see there Kilmacud Croaks are clear favourites and you can understand why obviously the Dublin champions tend to be the clear favourites in the Leinster Club Senior Football Championship. Nave Martin so they are in there, uh, Nave Martin I should say they are in second there at 6-1, to one, which is uh, impressive stuff. And Port Arlington at 15-2. to two. Nace, our four favourites at 8-1. to one. St. Loman, 16-1. to one. Wolf Tones of Meats, 16-1. Uh, to one. Blessington are 66-1. to one. And Shelmaliers, unfortunately, haven't been mentioned, which is a little bit uh, disrespectful there from the odds checkers. Uh, but you'd have to say, yeah, Kilmacud Croaks are the favourites. Are they as clear favourites as what this uh, odds are suggesting? No, not in my opinion. I think Kilmacud Croaks... They, they look like they can always get caught. I think Jude's had them in, in that final. I really do. I think Jude's could have won that game. A little bit more quality going forward. And they would have won that game. And Kimmelcourt Croaks almost have a history of being caught in these kind of games down the years. And happened in 2018 against Mullinyokta. So it's not a given. They have a tremendous amount of talent. They've certainly got the players to go all the way and win the All-Ireland in my opinion. But I just wouldn't be jumping on that hype train just yet, in my opinion. And as I said before, I feel like the All-Ireland Club Football Championship, it's so open. There's so many teams you could pick from. We move west and we move to Connacht and two games here. 
I suppose the main game was Mount Bellium Oilock, who overcame uh, a bit of a deficit. They're actually six points down against Balnamore, Sean O'Heslands at half time and came back to win that game. But we'll touch on Turles Strand, first of all, who beat St. Kieran's nine points to four. Cahill Henry, James Leonard, Liam Gotton, Brian Egan, and Gary Gotton all getting on the score sheet there for Turles Strand, who overseen a, a rugged. St. Kieran side. Only a five-point victory in the end. And I was keeping an eye on the scoreline on the What's the Score app. And St. Kieran's were keeping quite in touch with Turles Strand throughout the game. There's no doubt about it. It was just in the final sort of 15 to 20 minutes where it looked like Turles Strand pulled away. So big win for Turles Strand. Their first uh, win in the Connor Club Senior Football Championship since 2012. And they will play the Champions of Mayo, Knockmore, next in the semi-finals of the Connor Club Senior Football Championship. And as we were just saying before, it was uh, Mount Belly Moylock who progressed true to the Connacht Club Senior Football Championship semi-finals. They beat Balnamore Sean O'Heslands by a scoreline of 16 points to 2-8. A two-point victory in the end. And uh, we've got to we've got to say, first of all, massive praise needs to go to Balnamore Sean O'Heslands here of Leitrim. I mean, it's been a tough year for Leitrim GA, absolutely no doubt about it. Um, obviously, you know, they were relegated to Division 4 back in, in 2020, and they were coming into Division 4 as a side that... You know, a lot of talented players in there, no doubt about it. And it just didn't go well for them at all. They lost every game. Absolutely trashed by Mayo. A lot of people speaking about them. And they were embarrassed by Mayo in that game. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Their manager steps away. Andy Moran's come in. And you know what? Fair play to them. Because I didn't see this game personally. I'm certainly going to go back and watch the highlights at some stage. But to give Mount Belly my lock, who are probably one of the favourites to win the All-Ireland, as close a game as they did and lead six points at half-time, is nothing short of remarkable. It's a phenomenal achievement. It really, really is for them. I mean, they have brilliant players in there like Tom Pryor and Norm McGovern, who got on the, the goal sheet for Balnamore, Sean O'Heslands. And I think we can. it's clear to say Leitrim have some good footballers in there. And I think for Andy Moran, he has a lot to work with. If he can get maybe some of the players who've stepped away from the panel over the past couple of years and he can get some of these players on site with the Leitrim senior footballers going into 2022 I think they'll be in a good place I really do and I think they'll certainly be contenders to get out of division four and as I said they led by six points at half time with goals from Tom Pryor and Noel McGovern but it was really in the I suppose straight after half time where Mount Belly Mylock hit seven unanswered points they were both level going into the final quarter, but Mount Belly Mylock in the end found a way to pull through. Barry McHugh was one of the standout players with nine points. Owen Finnerty got himself a point as well. And Michael Daly done a tremendous amount of work in around the middle as always. So a big uh, result in the end for Mount Belly Mylock who avoided the upset. And he had one game taking place in the Ulster Club Senior Football Championship, the preliminary round as Glenn, Waddy Graham's Glenn defeated St. Eunan's by a scoreline of eight points to 1-4. Now, this game was on All-Star GA TV, and I do believe a lot of people weren't too happy with the uh, streaming quality of this game, and a lot of people giving out, hopefully, to get refunds after the quality in the, of the stream wasn't particularly great. So, hopefully, Ulster GA TV can refund the people who bought this game, because, you know, when you, when you pay for a stream, you should get what you pay for, and a little bit disappointing that the quality was really poor. And I suppose for myself, well, I'm glad I didn't pay for it in the end. But um, Glenn got the victory in the end, eight points to 1-4. And from what I read anyways, and from looking at different match reports, St. Eunan's nearly won this game. They really did. They got an early goal from Podrick McGettigan. And um, I can just imagine how defensive St. Eunan's were, because that's how they were when I watched them against Navy Cunnell in the Donegal final. Nothing wrong with that. They have a very good defence. And, you know, you have to use the strengths that you have. And you have to use, I suppose... You know, every team has a different way to win, and that's one of the main reasons how St. Unions have got to the position that they are. And they were very close going down the home stretch. 
Glenn kept themselves within touching distance though and actually despite missing a, a penalty late on Glenn still managed to win the game it was a poor back pass to the Union's goalkeeper it resulted in a free Danny Talon tapped it over and Wally Graham's Glenn just about progressed through I put up a post there on Instagram asking a couple of people are Wally Graham's Glenn favourites for the All-Ireland. If you aren't following on Instagram, make sure to go over, have a look, at TV on Instagram. But was asking the question, are Wally Graham's favourites? And someone even said, for your mortgage on it. Well, I'll tell you what, if I did put my mortgage on, on Glenn to win the All-Ireland, I would have been sweating furiously watching that game because, uh, you know, St. Eunans looked like they were going to win it from what I heard. So a big win, though. And look, listen, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. Sometimes you need to come through these games and they'll earn a lot from this game without doubt and they play Scottstown next and before we finish up we'll just run through some results from uh, some of the other weekend's big games so Derry Gonley Harps won the Fermanagh Senior Championship they beat Enniskillen by a scoreline of 2-8 to 5 points and Derry Gonley Harps have been one of the most dominant forces in Fermanagh Senior Football Championship over the past couple of years and having been stopped in trying in their bid to win 6 in a row last year they uh, get back on top in Fermanagh with that victory and they will play Dramore of Tyrone next so best of luck to them over to the hurling action briefly and St. Ryan as they beat Kildare in the Offaly Senior Hurling Championship final they won by a scoreline of 111 to 12 points and Rhinos will play either Ballyhale Shamrocks or Mount Leinster Rangers in the Leinster Club Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals and certainly you would probably expect Ballyhale Shamrocks to come through that game I mean whilst in the football championship for me there's no clear favourite at this moment in time you would have to look at Ballyhale Shamrocks as the clear favourite for the Hurling Championship. There's no doubt about it with the players that they have. So, I mean, that will be an interesting one and one worth keeping an eye on. St. Thomas, they absolutely demolished Gort in the Galway Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals. They won by a scoreline of 420 to 9 points, a 23-point victory over Gort, a statement win. Certainly be favourites now for the Galway final. They play Clarenbridge in two weeks' time. And they, because there's no kind of club senior hurling championship because of the fact that Galway are just streets ahead of everyone obviously they go straight into the All-Ireland semi-finals and last but not least we had the Cork senior hurling championship final at the weekend Middleton beat Glen Rovers by a scoreline of 24 points to 118 and you'll see the image on screen there that's from the GA Statsman once again we had him on the uh, on the podcast during the week previewing the final and he was watching this game and he done some stats on the game as well so you can pause the screen there if you want to have a look in depth at some of the stats as Middleton got this victory but just running through some of the scores Patrick Horgan of Glen Rovers hit 112 he scored a late goal I believe in this game as well he you know like once again like what a top class player he is Simon Kennefick with three points Owen Downey with one point Dean Brosnan and Luke Horgan with a point but perhaps the story really of the day goes to Connor Lahan, 13 points 8 of which from place balls and once again I suppose having left the Cork senior hurling or having left the Cork senior hurlers over the past couple of years he's now put his hand up to come back in absolutely and I'm sure Kieran Kingston will be considering putting him back in there and he would be a fantastic addition to the Cork senior hurlers no doubt about it so 13 points from him 8 from place balls you'll see there Ross O'Regan with 4 points Sean O'Mara with two, Pa White with two, Cormac Busang with two points, and Luke O'Farrell with a point as well. And Middleton will play Kilmallock in the next round of the uh, Munster Club Senior Hurling Championship in their first game. And that will be uh, a game worth watching as well because Kilmallock coming through Limerick, uh, coming through the likes of Napiershig and Patrick's well in there. So a big win for Kilmallock and, um, or a big win for Middleton, I should say. 
and Kilmalik up next for them. But anyway, lads, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here. If you could leave a like and subscribe, I would very much appreciate it. There will be another show out Thursday, and there will be a special podcast coming out Wednesday where we look in-depth at the All-Ireland Club Senior Football Championship. We'll be doing, uh, have a couple of people on the podcast, and we will be previewing all of the different uh, provincial championships, given our predictions as to who we feel will win the All-Ireland and we will also be giving our predictions for dark horses, players to watch, what could happen, a whole host of discussion around the All-Ireland uh, Club Senior Ireland, or Club Senior Football Championship, I should say. That'll be out Wednesday evening, so make sure to keep an eye on that. It'll be a live show as well. So uh, hopefully some of you lads can join us for that one. And there will, uh, of course, be a preview of the Cork Senior Football Final uh, out during the week as well, and a whole host of other uh, club previews and of course the show on Thursday as well so very active channel I hope you lads appreciate the uh, I suppose the videos and whatnot and um, yeah cheers anyone who tuned in and I'll see you all for the next one